Here we go! Well, hello there, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Nintendo. My name is Richard, and in today's episode, we've got... Well, we're not going to be discussing any news, so I suggest everyone grabbing themselves a brew and sit back, relax, and let's talk some games. Beyond Nintendo is record, recorded twice weekly during the midweek on a Wednesday or a Thursday, and also over the weekend when I can get round to doing it. You can catch the show on anchor.fm slash Nintendo. Or you can head over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from and search Beyond Nintendo and download it today, tomorrow, or whenever you can. I would appreciate a review, a subscribe to the show, and a thumbs up and a nice fat review. I think I said review twice. You know how much important they are to me, if you would be so kind. So, as I said in the intro and before the advertising blurb, I'm here to discuss some games. Yes, today's show is a little bit different. I want to sit back, relax, and talk about some of the games that I think are worth your attention, your time, and your... I was going to say wallet, but for these, you don't need your wallet. That's right, we're going to be talking free games. So let's set the scene. You've just bought yourself a brand new Nintendo Switch. You bought yourself probably Breath of the Wild to go with it. And you're a little bit like, oh, what else can I get? What else can I play? But you check your wallet and the moths fly out of it. True story, that. And you're a bit little like, oh, well, what is there? But luckily for you, the Switch has a plethora of free-to-play games for you to delve into and sink hundreds of hours into. And in today's show, I've got five to discuss today. And I'll probably do another show in a few weeks when I've played some more to discuss a few more. So just for you, so you didn't have to, I erased one of my SD cards, because yes, I'm that kind of Switch player that has two 128 gig SD cards, downloaded these games and sat for a few hours, giving my thoughts and impressions on them. And in today's show, in no particular order, we're going to be discussing Warface. Warframe, Spellbreak, Rocket League, and Vigor. And just because I say Warframe goes first, for example, doesn't mean this game is trash. But, you know... You can make your own decision. But ultimately, the crux of the show is these are free games. So you can download these at any point as long as you have the storage space and you can give them a go. It's free. What have you got to lose? And who doesn't love something that's also three? So without further ado, let's kick off with, well, a game that's pretty much well known to everyone. And that's Rocket League. Rocket League is essentially car soccer. Coming in at a cool 10 gigs of storage, this game is, as I said, car soccer. You jump into a car and face off against other teams and you aim to get the ball in the back of a net. It's from Psyonix and it's kind of a follow-up or a spiritual successor to their original supersonic acrobatic rocket power battle cars. Try and say that when you've had a few to drink. And it's, yeah, is just... A good game. Now, people are probably wondering, free? Free? When did this become free? Well, it recently did drop free, you know, free. We all do know that this the story of Rocket League is a really interesting one. It dropped on the PlayStation Network, and that's where it kind of saw the success. It was one of those games that had no microtransactions at the time. It was thrown out by companies like EA. I bet they're kicking themselves now because this game 
is good. Um, it took a transition to free to play got back on 23rd of September. And yeah, it is pretty much as good as it's going to get. And it's one of those games where you don't need to spend any money. Yes, there's now microtransactions in there. They're obviously looking at ways to keep the game going. I don't know why, because the game is ever so popular. But, you know, it, it is um, it is just how it is, especially in these day and age. And I will just say, if you do own this game on Steam, for example, I know we're not here to talk about Steam, it has been delisted. You can no longer download it through Steam. You can only download it through Epic. So there you go. But as it's a Switch, it runs well enough. It's not going to give you the silky smooth 60 FPS, but it runs perfectly fine. And on Switch, I don't know if you can anymore, because obviously it used to be purchasable. You got, um, when you did buy it back in the day, you got like a Mario and Luigi car skin for purchasing it. I believe you now get a legacy skin and a legacy title for purchasing the game and supporting the game back, you know, back when it released on these platforms. But it's a good competitive couch co-op or couch split screen style game that will give you hours and hours of enjoyment. And I can't praise this one enough, but there's no kind of complicated stuff. Essentially, it's ball car back of the net that's rocket league yes there is a serious skill ceiling to this if you want to be playing at a high level but the crux of it is ball hits a car hits ball into back of the net so that's rocket league next up is vigor and vigor is quite a weird experience so vigor is a free-to-play online shooter game from bohemian interactive and it's originally developed for the xbox one as of July 2020, it was available on the Nintendo Switch and it was initially released through an early access program and it game fully released uh, back in August 2019. The game is currently scheduled to release on PlayStation 4 on the 25th of November and the PlayStation 5 uh, during the holiday season. It has um, crossplay between consoles and we're going to get to that very shortly. It's set in a post-apocalyptic Norway and the goal is to stay alive, build a shelter and protect your, the player against harsh environment. Players are called Outlanders and seek resources for better equipment. From Season 3, Outlanders can enjoy multiple different game modes such as shootout and elimination. So that's kind of the blurb and the crux of it. But Vigor is one of these games that I think you've got to spend some time with. I only spent a couple of hours with Vigor um, and in my playtest time, the frame rate definitely had some issues it definitely had uh, performance problems in like the power of the switch but it's a cool game to have on the switch and something a bit different if that's kind of your bag as i said it's a looter shooter you jump out into a map and if you die you lose everything though it looks like there's a premium currency which i'm not sure how you earn in game but allows you to save your inventory if you die you get to keep it now that feels a little bit cheap in these style of games because the point is to go out into the world and steal stuff to keep and exit when you need to exit. Think Escape from Tarkov, but less scary. As also I said, there's some different game modes. I tried out the shootout mode. It's fine. You start with a gun and there's some guns around the map that you can pick up and lay waste to your enemies. And it's just a, a pretty much a deathmatch. Um, and every time you die, you start with a different gun and then away you go kind of thing. It's not a bad game. It definitely has its problems. It's good. But if you're looking for that kind of survival 
um, thrill kind of experience, this is definitely the game. I can see it has a lot of potential and it looks like there's a good core little audience that supports it. Um, so yeah, if, if this is what you're looking for, if you're looking for like a survival base building game, then this is, this is the one to go for. I should add as well, you pick a map, you know, like the adventure mode is you pick a map and dive into that map and then you go and on the hunt for items and you try and stay alive and you take those items back to build your shelter, craft, you know, get your guns and so on and rinse, repeat. There is definitely an addictive nature to this loop. And, you know, when you're being shot out of nowhere or you walk into a house that you think is empty and it's not empty, that kind of jump scare feeling is quite addictive. addictive. So that is Vigor in a nutshell. And we're going to move on to our next game. So before we get into the next round of games, I, do, I should have said this at the beginning that these are going to be kind of uh, snapshots of these games, kind of in a nutshell. There's no kind of like in-depth reviews unless you kind of want me to. Um, but no, there is. It's going to be all kind of snappy shotty and just give you a kind of brief outline of what there is. So moving on, we've got one of my favorite battle royales and there are a plethora of battle royales to pick from. But this one is, you know, one of the most recent ones it's a free-to-play battle royale which is class-based which is really cool and this one is developed by polar Polarat polaratic um and it's uh for the microsoft windows piece playstation 4 xbox one and nintendo switch and this is spellbreak and um you know like most battle royale games spell spellbreak drops you into a map with a large amount of players and you the arena slowly shrinks and it's the last team surviving or last individual surviving that wins and but however in this battle royale you don't get guns you get spells so you can have a different set of spells for different moments i.e you can do poison earth wind fire different ones ice all for different areas players can choose from six classes ice wind fire lightning stone and toxic and this will determine the primary attack of your character each player starts with a gauntlet and this gauntlet that you start with is permanently attached to one of your hands and it essentially can fire primary or secondary attacks. And then you can pick up a secondary gauntlet as you go on so you can mix and match your kind of your classes. So you will start as an ice-based character and you could be a toxic, uh, you know, on your second hand. And it's kind of a clever system that takes away the traditional guns and, you know, armor where you have these gauntlets and that's your kind of thing, you know, your blasting around and all those kind of stuff you can also get these attunements or these uh like special kind of upgrades for your characters some of them turn invisible some make you jump higher some make you run faster and they all have like a, a level of varying effect i.e some start as common you know or basic then go to you know uncommon rare and legendary and it's kind of this this similar kind of to any battle royale that's out there you're slowly wanting to build up your um your arsenal to a better level to basically do more damage and be the last man woman surviving you know along with these you get your cc abilities and everything else that's kind of mixed in spellbreak is one of my favorite battle royales because it's different you know unlike other battle royales that are out there this is a different game essentially it's a fun game um the way you drop in the way your movement works it's nice and free and the way it just makes you feel a bit like a, a spellbender, an airbender, spellbender, airbender. I don't know. It's qu I'm quite tired when recording this, and my my words barely work. 
um, but you are you feel like you know you're a bit of a magician. It's good looking as well. Runs really really well on the Switch, and it runs at 30 FPS and it's uh, docked. It's going to be 900p. Um, which we upscaled to 1080 and then portable it is native 720 and as i it, i didn't see many many drops at all it felt fluid enough for 30 fps in a, what is uh, a shooter and it's it's a good game it really is it's well worth downloading again it's free and that's the crux of this podcast tonight it they're free games and that's well worth your time to sit down and give spellbreak a go because it's such a different and unique battle royale that really makes differences to the genre that I think we need. Next up, we've got Warface. And Warface is probably the closest thing we'll get to a COD, is the best way to describe it. It's a free-to-play first-person shooter. It's developed by Crytek and co-produced by Crytek Soul. And it's published by My.com. The game um, is using the CryEngine 3. And it's... I can't remember when this was. I think this might have been, this might have been out after crisis 2 or something um and it's a pvp style game with microtransaction it does have a battle royale but good luck finding a match i never found one and it was released back on nintendo switch this year and it is as i said the closest thing we'll get to probably what i could class as either csgo or cod on the switch it's all right. It runs, again, 30 FPS, but I did see some frame rate drops. I don't know if that was internet connection or what. It's definitely got its problems in places, but it's not bad overall. Um, plenty of game modes, plenty of stuff to do, and it's got classes, which you can switch between, and you've got sniper, rifleman, engineer, medic, or SED. Um, each class has its own specific combat role, with medics reviving the fallen, healing injured teammates, engineers restoring and repairing armor, riflemen providing additional ammunition, SEDs for suppressive fire and eliminating large groups of enemies, and snipers for engaging long-range firefights. Um, each class comes with its own unique weapon and equipment, often split into two categories. Riflemen can choose between a variety of assault rifles and light machine guns and the ability to distribute, dis- give out ammunition to themselves and other players. English hard, trust me. Um, snipers can wield bolt action or semi-automatic marksmen and sniper rifles. Medics can also access automatic and pump action shotguns as well as an ability to heal and revive teammates. Engineers can use submachine guns and personal defensive weapons. They can replenish armor, place explosive mines, and can quickly interact with explosive. SEDs, however, are different as they act as the heavy weaponry, and as well as a grenade launcher that does medium damage along with a flash effect. Every class does get its own secondary firearm, as well as a melee weapon. The game offers different game modes, including online PvP matches, and you can combine with AI involved in there as well. You even have uh, PvE-style battles, like um, I think it was Modern Warfare 2. They had those uh, co-op PvE battles that you could do, very similar to that. Um, You've got Spec Ops in there. Players completed matches can earn experience points and classic premium currency of Warfare dollars and vendor points. And the amount of rewards earned varies on the depending on the number of players, missions played, and the mission's duration. So Warfare Warface, yeah, Warface. Warface dollars. Warface dollars uh, can be used to rent weapons, purchase armor and other items, experience points that allow each player to increase their personal level. Vendor points that can be used to progress through the Arsenal tree, which is features three categories of items. And you know, 
I don't think I need to go on any more about this game. You understand what it is. If you like your COD, if you like your CSGO, you like your PvE, P, PvE shooters as well. This game's got you kind of covered in every angle and everywhere. It's good. Again, it's all right. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. It's an online shooter that's similar to COD, but done in the CryEngine. That's Warface. And there was one other game I was going to talk about this evening, but we'll do it in... I think that the, the next game deserves its very own special kind of review section, but I won't announce that just yet. I want to talk about Warframe. Warframe does deserve its own uh, review section, and this one, this one is going last. If I had to pick uh, two games from this list uh, that I would happily keep on my Switch and delete the rest, Warframe and Spellbreak would be the two, uh, with Rocket League coming in a close second or close third. Uh, it would be a toss-up between Spellbreak and Rocket League, but Warframe would be the game that essentially sticks on my Switch. Warframe is an action role-playing game. Uh, it's free to play, and you can even earn the in-game currency, Platinum in-game, and we're going to get into all that. I think what I'm going to do, actually, is do a full breakdown for Switch players. Um, I know this game has been out... Um, on Nintendo Switch since 2018. I remember when this was announced at Tenocon, but it can't hurt to do a bit of a, a, a guide to Warframe uh, on the PC version. I think I'm close to five, 600 hours, which doesn't make me you know, any kind of veteran, but I understand enough of the game to kind of go forward. But I'll give in this review a bit of an overview. Um, you control a Tenno, and essentially the best way to put it is you're a ninja in space. And it's by... Uh, Digital Extremes, who did Dark Sector, I want to say. It's kind of like the spiritual successor to that game. It's incredible. Um, it started off quite clunky on the PC, and then they did like their Movement 2.0 patch, and it changed the game for this. If you like your Diablos, your Path of Exiles, you will enjoy this game. This game is, is really solid. You take your Warframe, and you jump into a map, and you just kill a crap ton of enemies. And that's the crux. You dive in, kill enemies, grab your loot, and come out. And, you know, you can use Platinum to buy more Warframes, to buy weapons, or to speed up the building of things. But you can earn this Platinum in-game by hunting what they call relics, popping the relics open, and then trading those relics with other players for Platinum. And it has its own self-revolving kind of marketplace where you can getting to the trading scene and things like that. I think there's trading guilds where they will help you out. And the community is also really solid in Warframe and it runs really well on the Switch. It runs at 30 FPS, but the guys who guys and girls who got it across to the Switch, um, which I'm trying to remember who it was now, and that developer was Panic Button. They also handled the Doom and Wolfenstein ports to the Switch, so they did a really good job, and I want to make a, a correction, I don't know if I said it, but it does a, attempt to do 60 FPS, but it's a variable frame rate, so when it gets busy, it drops to 30, but it does aim to do that, and Panic uh, Button have done some serious work here, they've gone in on this game to make it work, and I even understand that some of the things that made it good on the Switch have been ported over to the PC. So, Warframe is good. Warframe is great and Warframe is well worth it. It is a big, sizable download at 20 and a half gig. So if you've got a small memory card, this is going to be eating up. But there's hours 
and hours and hours of gameplay. So download it, get on it. If you've already got it, then let me know. But I'm going to spend a bit more time in a future show going into a bit more of the nuances of Warframe along with the other free-to-play game that I really recommend. Yes, I said that Spellbreak and Rocket League would probably be my second, but the game that I have not talked about tonight is Rogue Company because I'm spending a bit more time with it to really get an in-depth review put together for my thoughts and feelings on Rogue Company. So that has been some of my favorite free-to-play games. Yes, it's a short uh, podcast. It's a bit of a snapshot on those games, but it's been a good experience to get them out there and talk about them. I'd love to know what your favorite free-to-play games are on the Switch, if you play any of them. Um, remember, we we record twice a week, the midweek show, this one, and then at the end of or over the weekend. I will put out as a Twitter question for the answered on the weekend show. Um, something so look out on my twitter at beyond tendo not beyond nintendo but beyond tendo uh because someone took beyond nintendo um and we'll cover all the news uh from the week and maybe a review as well at the weekend but i really appreciate everyone for listening thank you very much uh you can get in touch with the show at zaddpdced at gmail.com that's zapdseed at gmail.com you can head over to the google play or um Apple App Store, sorry, English Hard, and download the Anchor app and leave me a voice note, voice note, voice note. I told you, English, very difficult. Thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you all soon. Bye bye. <laughs>